Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. I pray that you guys are doing awesome and that the last uh, series on the Eucharist and the Mass and everything were really helpful and fruitful for you and uh, open your eyes to just the reality of how Scripture points directly to Jesus in the Eucharist and the Mass being saturated with the Bible and the Bible being saturated with the Mass. So uh, we're going to move on to the next sacrament, which is baptism. Um, but before we move into baptism, I just want to do another recap of the sacraments really quick. So we'll do this little episode real real fast on just a touch point of the sacraments again. Um, and then we'll move into baptism and do a series on that. So first, so what the I would, uh, highly recommend anybody going back to listen to the overview of the sacraments of just, uh, like the, what a covenant means and everything, but so sacraments are outward signs pointing to an inward or invisible reality, right? So it communicates grace through matter, right? So um, every single time you partake of the sacraments, um, it is something physical, right? All seven sacraments have something physical about them using oil, using bread and wine, using um, uh, another human being for marriage or the sacrament of the, or the sacrament of holy orders or confession, um, so, uh, it communicates grace and this isn't just like a imputed grace. It's an actual like infusion of grace, which means like you're not just covered by something and you're just still, uh, powerless or, uh, something like that, but it's actually a God putting his spirit within you in order to transform you inside out. Right. So it's actually get, has power behind it that you are baptized into Jesus. You're in Jesus's new covenant and he actually gives you power to live as a member of the body of Christ. So uh, this was prophesied in the Old Testament, specifically the some of the bigger prophets, like one of them being Ezekiel 36, uh, 24 through 27. Let me pull that up really quick. So Ezekiel says this, starting in verse 24 in chapter 36. For I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all uncleanness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will take out of your flesh the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. And so right there and in multiple places, I believe it's also in Jeremiah and Isaiah, how it prophesied that the new covenant would be this internal transformation. It would actually communicate actual grace, that grace perfects nature, right? It doesn't destroy nature. Um so uh, they actually, in the new covenant, it'll actually communicate grace. Unlike in the old covenant, it was this repeat of, of rituals and everything like that in order uh, to, it, that would like kind of cover the outside thing. But now the new covenant is actually um, completing or fulfilling actually what the old covenant, old covenants actually pointed to. So, and where we see these, um, and why God uses matter, we're going to see that God used matter all the time to communicate his love to people. But let's look at Jesus. Jesus always uses matter in the New Testament. So when he, he could have just healed people without saying anything or just saying one word, right? He created, he created everything out of nothing, out of the universe, out of nothing by the Father speaking his word through Jesus, right? 
Um, but Jesus didn't do that. He used water, spit, mud. So he, he used all of these things around him to his, uh, in order to communicate grace, his healing, his power to people. And think about it. God and Jesus, God literally becoming flesh. He took on matter, right? So he could have chosen any other way, but for our salvation, he could have just literally declared us forgiven. He could have done so many things, or he literally could have just for like straight up, just you guys are forgiven. Like He didn't even have to say anything to us, but he didn't. He chose to send his son to take on human flesh and to die on a cross for us. And so too, that's why, that's how he communicates his grace, his love, his forgiveness to his church through, uh, through things of matter, using bread and wine, water, oil, and us human beings, right? In the sacrament of confession um, and in marriage and all of these things, right? We communicate, we're walking sacraments ourselves, but also how Jesus uh, instituted his, his um, all the sacraments of the new covenant that they were matter, that they would speak actual grace. So they're outward signs pointing to inward or invisible realities, always communicating grace instituted by Jesus himself. And so, and also St. John Damison of the 600s even said this, I worship the creator of matter who became matter for my sake, who will to take his abode in matter, who worked out my salvation through matter. That is a perfect summary of literally God the the second person of the blessed trinity the divine son of the blessed trinity from all eternity who created everything time and space and the entire universe as we know it taking on human flesh for our salvation was crucified in that flesh and his hypostatic union of being uh divine and fully human fully reconciled to the father all of creation that are um in his church, right? So like that, we're actually communicated his grace through matter as well that he instituted himself. So now we are ready again to start talking about baptism.